Hi folks, I'm Dave, that's Scott. We are here today on Old Ass Movie Reviews, reviewing the movie classic Saturday Night Fever, starring John Travolta, 1977. Um, the other people that are in this movie, I'm going to go through them real quick because I always interrupt There's Scott. There's a lot of people talking. hiding in this movie. <laughs> uh, Karen Lynn Gorney is Stephanie. That's kind of the love friendly interest. Barry Miller was played Bobby C. Joseph Kelly called was called Joey in this one. Paul Pap, Peppy, Peppy, Peppy. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. He was uh, double double J. I want to say. I think that was the character's name. Yeah, double J. Uh, Donnie Donna Pescow was Annette. Uh, then there's Bruce Ornstein, Julie Bafazo. Martin Shaker was uh, Frank Jr. That was the brother who was a priest that decided not to be a priest anymore. Uh, Nina Hansen was the grandmother. I don't know how important she was. Who, somebody who showed up in this that I forgot was a girl or a young lady named Denny Dillon. That was the little blonde that was telling Tony, oh, I love the way you dance. I love the way you dance. Oh, she was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> she used to be on Saturday Night Live. Really? She was really funny on Saturday Night Live, too. I oh, just yeah. remember when I seen her, I was like, oh, my God, that's the chick from oh, wow. Saturday wow. Night Live. Um, Robert Costanza, Robert Whale, and the surprise that I, I texted to you that I had completely forgot or didn't realize who it was, Fran Drescher. Yeah, very young Fran Drescher. Very young Fran Drescher. Or so was Travolta. Yeah, yeah. Um, Basically, it's uh, about a kid in Brooklyn who doesn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore, Italian side of Brooklyn, goes to the discos, works at a paint store. That opening walk scene is classic. It is such an iconic opening opening scene. Folks, if you haven't, seen this movie watch it if you don't have time just watch the intro it is right it is a it's just it's it's a iconic intro you right, right. i just can't say anymore it's it's, it's the it's same live a, intro <laughs> it's a good movie with no the tone. characters <laughs> there's that one likable character in this movie except no, and the I, paint store owner who's trying to be nice <laughs> Yeah. Hey, maybe the yeah. brother who quit being a priest <laughs> yeah i mean they're not dislikable but what um this is interesting um this this movie because it shows basically it is a slice of america in the 70s right. it shows the racism the um just the undergroundness of the clubs there that the right. uh right They've got gangs. And what was really interesting, I took time last night to watch this documentary on Robert Stigwood, uh, who was the music manager for the Bee Gees. Um, and Oh, yeah, that's an interesting story in and of itself. Lord, that what was wild about that is he got these songs. They were perfect for it. Every, damn near everything was a mm-hmm. hit from the Bee Gees off of this. And they started selling this album before the movie even came out. It, right. And here's the beauty. Paramount didn't want anything to do with the music sales. So he made major bank. Man. This is another iconic soundtrack. Great songs. Um, so it was neat to see that this is the same guy that brought us Greece as well, because he had signed yeah. Travolta to a three-movie three deal. 
Um, so I thought that was really cool. And they were doing Grease at the same time they were doing this. So. No yeah. way. That's really? what I swear. That's what I could have sworn With that just I heard. the music or were, were they trying to film it at the same? I, I can't think, see them filming it. I don't recall exactly what I saw. And I'm, I'll look wow, it up while you're talking at some point, but. That's crazy. I could have sworn that's what they said that uh, he was flying back and forth. And, but they didn't, the documentary was kind of, it was interesting, but it didn't, it really didn't go into a lot. It did show right. that this, this was a story written from a, uh, a, like a society piece. I forget the writer who wrote it. Um, and he just went out into an Italian neighborhood, found the club. He went to 2001 right. Odyssey. Um, and he just wrote an article about the characters he kind of saw there and in the Italian neighborhood. And then just that, that article was the movie. That's how they sold this movie just off his article. There wasn't even a script. Really? So yeah, the, that was the what was what the writers are Nick Cohn and Norman there it is. Nick Cohn is the one who wrote the article in the, in the, in the paper or the magazine. Yeah. Cause they got, uh, Grease on here. I know the funny thing about Travolta, just to talk about him real quick, he was in three of the most iconic movies of the 70s and early 80s. It was Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and Urban Cowboy. And yeah. each one of those started their own trend. They did. Disco, 50s music came kind of came back and you know it's kind of slicking back there mm -hmm. a little bit. And then the whole urban cowboy look, yeah. the whole going to the to the cowboy halls and ride the the bulls and shit. I mean, that's back when there was still country music. Yeah, before yeah. it became bro country. Don't get me started. That's a whole nother podcast. So sad. Um, <sighs> I'm just. I just wanted. To, what the heck else? Um, <laughs> let, let, let's just talk real quick about Tony. Um, I want to yeah. say Tony Manero, but that's not well, right. It's Manero. This, this, this is something I got to point out. It just popped into my head because when we see Tony in his room, there is a poster of Rocky. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. the original director of this movie, I forgot his name, but he was who directed Rocky. John Badham. Yeah. Badham. No. Bad, B A D H. -B I, I think he's the one who took over from. Is that who did Rocky? John Badham? I don't know. No. I'm just looking at the name for the uh, director oh. on this. On this yeah, movie. the original director was somebody different. It was the director who did Rocky, and he didn't want the Bee Gees. He was trying to change the music. Really? Yeah. So he was a uh, Stigwood. Robert Stigwood fired him, and right. they brought they brought in this John Badham, who right. was fired off of the Wiz. No shit. Yeah, isn't that something? Badham's not the choreographer, is it? That's not the guy. No, who was... uh, Danny Torrio or whatever. No, no, no. I mean the 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 choreographer for the Wiz, the guy who was directing the Wiz play and wanted to do it. The the Wiz initially, and the... everybody's like, he's perfect, but they didn't hire him or they fired him or something. And yeah, then they I'm all not themselves in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he the way they no, said it in the documentary I watched last night, he had just just been fired from the Wiz. <laughs> it's like, and look God. what he brought us. Well, yeah, this is it's a well. Imagine what he could have done to the Wiz. Jeez, <laughs> oh, could you imagine that? It's right. it's a well directed movie. Um, the character of John Travolta, Tony Monero play he plays a guy named kid named Tony Monero is nineteen, trying to get out of Brooklyn. He he realizes early on in the movie that his life isn't going anywhere. He wants to change, but he doesn't know that he can change. Every, you know, he's always told by his parents that he's he's worthless. He's been just in the neighborhood, you know. He he's 
he doesn't know what to do. He likes to dance. And finally, his brother, who's quit the priesthood, and his parents are all freaking out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, they thought they had a ticket to heaven. Yeah. He's talking to his brother. <laughs> and his brother says, man, you got you to gotta do what's right for you. You can't, you can't live for these people. You know, yeah. you're never going to make them happy, number one. But you got to find out what's right for you. And he, and he asked them, what are you going to do with this dancing thing? You, you're really good. You're really good at dancing and you like doing it. So that's, I think, his turning point where he starts thinking, mm -hmm. I can dance. You know, I can, I can, this is one thing I can do, you know. So he's trying to get out. He sees, you see the moment when he realizes that there's, a, there's something going on. I forgot exactly what it was, but all of his friends are just acting fools. I mean, they're just basically it's, showing that they're always going to be in the neighborhood. They're never going to leave the neighborhood. They have no want to leave the neighborhood. They like being what they are, never going to leave. And mm -hmm. he did, you just see it on John Travolta's face. And that's when you see John Travolta was, I think, starting to come into his acting chops. Oh, yeah. Because he just gives them this look mm -hmm. like, I, I don't ever want to be that, you yeah. know? Um, he's still not a likable guy at this point. He doesn't, no. in my opinion, get any kind of love from me until, but he's also 19. But he doesn't get yeah. any kind of love from me until the very end when he's talking to that girl in, in her apartment. Yeah. Um, when he's talking to the character, uh, Stephanie. Yeah. In the apartment and apologizing to her for being such a scumbag. But well, I, I want to talk about his arc uh, real quick because this, this movie, yes, this has got some killer soundtrack, great oh, dance yeah. scenes, great color. Yeah. Cinematography is insane in this movie. There's some great cuts and editing in here. It's just really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think and, I texted you like I can't even imagine yeah. the tech, the limited technology they had to be able to follow them through the dance scenes. Man, that had it was, to be the math involved. The math. Yeah, alone well, I involved. felt bad for whoever was carrying that camera because I don't think steady cams were a thing at the time. So I don't know how they pulled this off with a lot of cranes or something. I don't think um, steady cams came in until the early eighties. Yeah, want to say maybe but with to eighty four. Yeah. So I I don't know. There was a, a point when things started to get a little lighter and easier to yeah. carry, yeah. Uh, even for a film camera. But uh, with Tony Monero's uh, arc, though, he's he's 19. Mm -hmm. I We were all like him and his friends, or at least we knew people like that. Yeah. If, we, we were if it wasn't us, we were, we were stupid all stupid at 19. 19. We all fought like these assholes. We might have even been racist like these assholes mm -hmm. until you learn to be a right. better human. And yeah, it's all growing. It's all it's all in increments. And they show this. They show this. So you're watching this and it's like, yeah, you're pissing me off. And it's like, you know what? I wasn't that smart at that age. I was right. pretty fucking stupid. I was acting like this and I'm ashamed of it. Uh, but it's like, wow. <laughs> there, there's two really good scenes in this that show you that Monero isn't his friends and you can see you can start seeing the divide very early on there's two gay guys walking at the, him and his group of friends mm -hmm. and they don't they're not violent with them but they harass him a little bit they're like hey fairy yeah. you know calling them names and you know fluffing up their jacket and going you know i think they call throw call one guy queer or something like that yeah. they're all fucking with him tony's not tony's just watching him like like whatever like like he's just like he's not involved but he's not going to stop him. But he's also just like, I, 
I, I, what, what the hell are you guys doing kind of thing? Right. And then there's the dance contest when he finally gets to the dance contest. That's a good moment. And, and the, uh, the Puerto Rican dance couple who are fan, honestly are better than him and, and, and yeah. his partner. And I mean, and they really did that. Danny, Danny Ontario made sure that those people had a better dance than mm-hmm. Travolta and his, and Travolta's the star. That's not how it's supposed to go. But anyway, the Puerto Rican couple win, win the dance contest, or they don't win the dance contest. They come in second place. And John Travolta's character is standing there like, they were better. They were better. And the girl's like, well, we won. You know, we, we won. It's okay. He goes, no, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. They were better. He goes, this, this, and I think he even said, he doesn't say racist, but he says something he says, else. It's all bullshit politics because something like that. He said, we know why, why we won or whatever. Yeah, and not, yeah, you know, so, the neighborhood favorite or some shit or whatever. He was a white he, guy. Yeah. He walks <laughs> over and he shakes both of their hands and he gives them the trophy and gives them the prize money. Yeah. Like, you guys deserve this. Not me. $500. Yeah. Right then in the seventies, that was a chunk of change, man. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, now this is where my fair bone kicks in. He should have taken half that money, given it to the girl if he didn't want it. And yeah. then that other two fifty to them because yeah. that, but but it's a good moment where he just you know it well, shows the movie the movie does uh, makes a point of showing the racism at the yeah. time um, yeah. it makes a sh- point of showing the treatment of gay gay people at the time yeah. and what's interesting it's is just dis- yeah it it's yeah. not it's it's just just a slice of you're yeah. seeing it and those of us that lived it yeah that's exactly how it was but mm-hmm. um. Disco at this era in the clubs was a safe place for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Black, white, straight, gay, Asian, it didn't matter. It was a place for people to come together, and it was Saturday night. It was the Saturday night fever. It was new music you hadn't heard. Bands. uh, I love disco. I don't give a shit what anybody says. But it's it's, it's all music. Let's face it. Disco should never have been made. (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about rick d's <laughs> but, but what i liked about disco and i was listening when you listen to the music in this and you listen to other disco music there's a lot of funk in a lot of disco Boy, absolutely it's all the based in funk yeah. basing, you know and i was listening to it the other when we were watching the movie i'm listening to the music and i was like shit those, the bgs were really really talented oh they were at the top of their game but they had just come off of two shitty albums yeah and they came back with yeah. this well, they had already had this one in their in their back pocket when people were asking them, do you have any music? They're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got this. And it was a whole new type of sound. Like they mm-hmm. were they were kind of stealing from everybody. And they're the ones who one were of the, kind of bringing it forward. Yeah, one of the things that, and I'm not going to dig too deep into it, folks. You can go take a look at the whole Disco Sucks movement that happened and dis- right. Death to Disco that happened. But uh, they showed an interview with the Bee Gees <laughs> while all of that was going on. and it really disappointed me because they were acting embarrassed they, we didn't realize it was going to be a disco album. This is not disco music. We put this right. and they did that without our consent. And I'm like, motherfucker own that. That is one of the kick-ass albums. <laughs> but it, they didn't think it was disco. Like yeah, to, them, but, to them, it was just a natural progression. They, it they was, but the way disco? they, the way it was presented was they were right. embarrassed because all this was happening. And you know, right. like, well, no, we I didn't, did. we didn't mean to do that. And I'm like, yeah, you did. You made a good album. Own it. Yeah. Well, that's what they should have said. But, you know, for yeah. them to come out and go the disco. And I, I don't think they really thought, because if you listen to all their old music, 
Mm-hmm. It's just a natural progression yeah. of everything they did. Well, they've always had a it, funk, yeah, funk layer to it, and and, and I think they just um, upped the ante on yeah. this, and nobody knew what to do. But what I think is so funny, yeah, <laughs> your world is falling apart when you listen and, yeah. to the guys like Alice Cooper and uh, not Zeppelin, but who else was it? it? Was somebody like in that same same era with Alice Cooper? And they would talk about like all oh, the disco sucks, and somebody would talk to them about disco, and they're ah, disco sucks. He's like, and then I'd get into the limousine, you know, when I'm going up to the hotel, and I'd pop in the Bee Gees album, and I'd be like, holy crap, that's a good album. Oh my god, how did they do this? How did they do that? Mm, so they, good. these guys were picking the stuff apart. Like, although the rockers are going, oh, disco sucks, and whoa, f, f disco, they're also oh, yeah. all listening to the Bee Gees going. How in the hell did they pull this off? Can I add that? Can I do this? Can I do that? Would I be able to? And I want to say he, I think he wound up recording either. I don't want to say with them, but like at one of their studios or like in a Mm. place where they recorded because he was trying to get that, that technical sound to something. You just listen to these guys talk about it now as opposed to then. And I think Alice Cooper is probably one of the first guys to come out early on. Even when he was initially, when he was saying, you know, disco sucks and oh, go down with disco, he was also <laughs> one of those few guys that actually came out and said, that's a good album. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the 70s, like, you know, early 80s, he's like, no, nah, that's a that's a, a good it's album. Solid, man. It's timeless. <laughs> it's timeless. I, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it in the past few days. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a great album. It happens every time I watch a music movie. It's like, ah, oh, let's have a week of Prince. Now I'm on the yeah, BG's right? kick. So it's yeah. Um, <laughs> But but anyway, he he he's trying to get out. He's just a nasty guy. I mean, he he basically tries to rape her in the back seat of the car. Yeah, she, yeah. I think she just grabs his nuts. I think she just grabs his guard. You know, gives him a twist. Mm-hmm. And he stops real damn quick. And it's like that made him stop and go, "Oh shit, what did I just do?" Like, damn, you know but that that's not what I was trying. You know, I don't I don't know if it's accurate or not. But to me, she was so full of shit. Oh, and yeah. she was trying to be something she wasn't. Um, well, yeah, she's absolutely full of shit. That's why I yeah. said there's no likable people in this movie. Well, and until the very I, end, I, you I'm gonna coming from too. One of my issues with with her and John Travolta is just the casting. I felt zero chemistry between those two. I, I don't didn't think buy it at all. To feel chemistry. Well, then you should have, because <laughs> I, I felt it between Annette and him. I could see right. it. And it's like those two got a connection. Right. There was like no love at all. So I'm like, why would he even be bothering? Because there is no reciprocation here. This shit don't fly. It just it didn't work for me. Well, Annette, the lady who played Annette was Donna Pescal. She mm. was in a television series back in the late 70s, early 80s called Angie. And that was a really good series. That sounds she familiar. Was, she was in a lot of stuff at the time. She, yeah. I want to say she showed up on like Love Boat and yeah. And fantasy. Oh, yeah. You, standard, she's a very familiar face when I saw her. 70s, uh, working actress. And she's a really cool character. I, li- I liked her character. You felt bad for her character. But everybody. Again, somebody else stuck teenagers. in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're all teenagers. They're all stuck in the in this neighborhood. They're all. And it's just. Everybody's in a bad situation. Everybody's in a bit. The 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 friend. um, the hell was the Bobby. one kid named Bo- Yeah, Bobby. 
he, telling everybody, I got this girl. She likes communion wafers. What, what are you going on? He just, he was, he, he was such a nervous wreck. Find out he knocked up his girlfriend and he was just, he doesn't know what to do. And nobody's giving him any advice. Cause everybody's no, they're just, asking is just as stupid as he is. Yeah. Um, and you know, Tony, Tony treated him like shit, just used him for his car well, yeah, and, you know, never did. even called him, but yeah, everybody was using this poor yeah. kid and it's just, and it, I felt it was really bad, bad for him. It, it, and the thing is, this movie is a good movie. It is a real, it's it a really is worth movie. a watch just for the story and how it all breaks down. And the music is great. The soundtrack is great. The character, the entire character arc of both Tony and uh, Stephanie, to me, is actually pretty good. It is. Because you see those two, the, you were talking about no chemistry. And I didn't for me, feel it, man. Chemistry <laughs> actually pops at the very end. And it pops mm. whenever she just puts her hand on his hand. Yeah, because up until then they're just dancing partners. She, you know, she's like you said, she's full of shit. He's full of shit. They're, you know, yeah. He's he's just trying to figure out. Okay, you're you're the closest. He basically you're the closest thing to what, that I have to a real friend. Yeah. At this point, like everybody else is bullshit. One guy that could have been a real friend died. You know, last night I just spent eight hours trying to get to you in New York. <laughs> so. That moment, whenever she's talking to him and he's talking to her, that to me is when they connected. That to me is that, when, and that may that may be. Um, me, I would that, have to watch that again. It just hand, the camera pulls back, and it's like, ah, finally they got a chemistry. There's nothing else there other than a friendship, and for me, that's what clicked. You know, okay. in this moment, that's that. I mean, that's fair enough. It just but uh, you're to right. Me, There's no chemistry between just, the two of them throughout the movie, but I don't I think it was supposed to be. And and you may be right. It just doesn't work for me. Um, oh, but, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's but, a fair. But the, the movie, fair the movie's excellent. It, it doesn't suffer for it. Just for no. me, it's like, I would have liked them to, I liked what I saw between Annette and Tony. Um, but they were the same person. Yeah. And that's, and that's what the movie's trying to show. So on a completely, if I take out the fact that I understand why everything's done the way it is. Right. Just on a personal preference, I would have liked to see Tony and Annette right off into the sunset. <laughs> I get it. No, no, I but get that's it. it. That is it. But, yeah. But Annette was never going to leave the neighborhood. Oh no! Of course not. Of course she not. She was not going to leave the neighborhood. Mm -mm. No, nope. she's going to have twenty kids, and she's yeah. going to be there in the slums. Yeah, exactly. In in a bad neighborhood. But the the movie. Now I'm, I I want to see Staying Alive. I guess it's a sequel. I've heard it that looks it's really bad. I've heard that it's not that great. I've heard that it was no. poorly edited um, and this and that, but I, but it made me just want to see what the hell happened to Tony. I kind of want to see it, but and it did bomb and probably for oh, good yeah. reason. Um, so from yeah. what I understand, but I, I will, we'll watch it eventually. eventually. Maybe we'll, not, I don't know. Maybe next. you and I'll do this. I don't know. No, not next. God, no, not next. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all, dude. Not at all. But all in no, all but, folks, I, I do recommend this movie. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the second or th third third time. Maybe third time I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I forgot so much of it that it was all kind of new to me again. But yeah, it is much better than I would have ever given it credit for. And every time I watch it, it gets a little bit better. It's like Purple Rain. Every time I watch it, I feel like I'm I'm better. seeing something else. I'm picking up a yeah. nuance. That this is one of those that, that wasn't there before. You know, yeah, yeah. This is one I've seen. It's probably been third or fourth time. I don't recall. Yeah. It's, I've seen it a few times, and yeah, um, 
the not this time, but the time I watched it before, it had been a long span between seeing right. it. And I was just in shock at how dark the movie was. And then I was yeah. reminded again the other night watching it just how deep and this this is not a fun movie it is with the music and the dancing but if you look at this story this is a sad movie this is this is damn but it's real it's It's a slice of life blue collar 70s yep it's not french connection sad (laughs) no no it's just it's just yeah it's just a a blue collar movie it really is and they when they initially came out with this movie and they pushed it as a movie they weren't really showing it as that they were just showing it oh look we're all dancing and good music and oh look at all the girls Mm -hmm. and that's not what this movie was and that's why i didn't want to watch it for so long and i again think i saw it with my buddy (laughs) that i went to see (laughs) so many other movies with yeah realizing why i'm going to see this movie there's gentry in his underwear oh okay i know why i know why you like the movie now he was such (laughs) a big thing at the time at the teen magazines he was a teen idol in the time you know and i guess i guess that's idols are still a thing now but i'm not around any kids so i don't know but Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that's that's wild uh what i had seen on the documentary last night about stigwood was uh they had to shut down on like the first day of filming because so many fans were crowding the set. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So. There is, there is something on a IMBD. Da, 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 da. I thought this was interesting. John Travolta ran two miles a day and danced for three hours daily to get in shape for the film. In the end, he wound up dropping 20 pounds. And again, Denny Ontario, if you guys don't know who Denny Ontario is, Look him up. He he did uh solid gold, and it was literally a dance show. No, it was uh it was something else. Was it wasn't it a solid, solid gold. gold. No, uh, we were looking at it last night. We're like, it was is a solid, solid gold? gold uh, I'm going to tell you, but Please yeah, his do. his dance fever. Dance fever. That's it. Yeah. Did it um, have the solid gold dancers? I don't know. It might have. I just kind of looked at. Maybe, maybe I'm just thinking, maybe there's just a segment. I don't know. But it, Denny it Ontario be, yeah. was a hell of a good dancer. And he looked, yeah. he looked like a short version of He's John tiny. Travolta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. We got so much great stuff from him. Um, you were talking about uh, the the scene where people were crowding. Uh, da, da, da. I'm looking for it now. I just lost it because, of course, <laughs> of course I went. After Tony walks outside with Joey and his girlfriend to the car, Double J, no, that's not it. But, uh, yeah. Oh, but crap. The, anyway, this... when him and Stephanie are going to the diner, there's supposed mm-hmm. to be a scene where you can hear people screaming, and they're screaming to him because <laughs> they're, they're walking to the scene. Yes, yeah, Stephanie, here it is. Uh, when Tony is walking with Stephanie to the coffee, you can hear girls screaming is because there was a group of girls watching them film the scene and they would scream every time they saw John Travolta. And I was like, Oh my God, that's what the screaming was. <laughs> I thought it was just supposed to be like background noise. I thought it was it's just New York. One of the yeah, things exactly. about that scene, um, it has, I know this is kind of, this is nerdy here, but it has my right, favorite, no, my favorite edit and cut uh, and camera work of it is that diner scene when they're walking on the street and the camera moves in such a way you actually see them walk in the diner. You never stop hearing them. 
and I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Right. It's like, wow, I'm right. now I feel like I'm looking inside, like I'm looking through the window at them. Yeah. And I thought that was slick. It felt like the camera was outside watching them. Like yeah. you were, it was like you, it was said, like you, you were, were the camera just, and it's like, yeah, it was really yeah. good. good. Really well done. That is a really good cut. Yeah, that, um, that was neat. My personal favorite is when he and uh, Stephanie are dancing. He he goes into the bigger room and he mm -hmm. brings her in there and they're dancing. Yeah. And that camera. Oh, dude, it's, it's going around them. And then it, it kind of moves up their bodies and follows them around. And that's, yeah. I think, when I texted you and was like, this camera work in this movie. That's what you really see. Is absolutely insane. Because I it don't is. think they were setting up trolleys anywhere. I, I can't. I don't know how the hell he did it back then. Those cameras were huge, even when they because yeah. it wasn't. It couldn't have like been steady cam. Camera. They'd had to be on a track and, or Something. a dolly. But how um, they had a dolly wanted, and people. I want to talk to the person who filmed it and ask him how. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing what you can do. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's. I can't imagine how many times they had to do that or how long it took to film that scene, just because yeah. of that camera work. Now I've I've never done anything fancy like that, but I have assisted right. on rolling a camera crew on a track. You'll have the director yeah. and po sometimes two people on this little cart, and right. man, you got to be really steady because they're holding the camera. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's it's a lot of practice rolling people around, and they they'll they'll set up tracks in a loop, but it's got to be the camera. You can hide a lot of stuff that you think, how is that done? And then when you if you pull back, you'd see, oh wow, that makes sense. But oh, yeah, 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 it was it was really. That was amazing. I thought that too when I saw that. I was like, "Wow, how did they how did they film that?" It's just it kills me because you're looking around. I'm like, they they had to have missed in their edit. There has to be a you have to be able to see a track somewhere. You know, there has to <laughs> right. be a microphone or a boom coming down. Some I and this is the kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff I start looking for after a while, but I couldn't see anything. And I'm like, that's amazing. That was yeah. just really good edit, really good camera work, really good music. Travolta was starting to become a good actor at this point and mm -hmm. not just Vinnie Barbarino, which I still think is very funny as a character. Oh, yeah. I can't oh, watch yeah. those shows anymore, but I do remember Vinnie and the and the Sweat Hogs. They were very funny. I have not watched Welcome Back, Cotter in a long time. so I don't think I could. I don't think uh, I could do it now. I'd be like, I would beat the shit out of those kids. <laughs> but that's me. I was a fan of Horseshack for some reason. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the, that was a nickname of mine because my head. Oh hair. no, you had the. Oh, did oh, you yeah. really? And yeah, my hair was nuts. Um, yeah, I remember one of the, one of my friends was like, "Hey, Horseshack," and I was like, "Are you talking to me?" It's like, "Why me?" I'm like, "Why am I Horseshack?" <laughs> you know? I was like, "Why am I Horseshack? And then I was like, "Oh, the hair." Yeah, okay, gotcha. Because you don't look like an Epstein. That's yeah, why. Because I don't look like a Juan Epstein, and I damn sure didn't look like Travolta. <laughs> Any Barbarino. None of us do. I, I would I love. I could have passed for Boom Boom. I could have yeah. probably passed. I wasn't tall enough to be Boom Boom. So I would Horseshack love. It is. <laughs> I would absolutely love to talk to John Travolta about this movie and Greece yeah. and just the dancing and the, and all of that. It's just, he is something else. And that's, yeah. It, yeah. it just, he is uh, in a class of his own and that's, yeah, that's what's really cool. Yes to that. He, is he the best actor? actor? No, but he is damn good at what he does and he's entertaining and I'll watch him on screen. So and that's all you can ask for. He's, he's got, got great performances. He's got bad performances. What more could you want? <laughs> but what was that one move? Earth. Oh, I, Battlefield Earth. I've Battlefield never seen Earth. it. 
it's Someone i guess a scientology was, movie yeah it's a scientology movie it's it's okay it's not great and he was out of his league is it but is it worse it. than the star wars holiday special no no nothing so far as damn, worse. damn. Yeah, i thought nothing. we had a winner no <laughs> no at least battlefield earth has a plot <laughs> it doesn't have a baby wookie and grandpa porn watching wookie that's just weird. Uh, yeah, anyway. folks, go back and li- listen to our review of the Star Wars Holiday Special if you want to hear something truly traumatizing. Just so you don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Disney did everyone a favor by taking out the Boba Fett cartoon as a standalone link on Disney Plus so you can just watch it and don't have to watch yeah. that. Which is the only reason anybody watches, watches that. First appearance, yes. Boba Fett, the first appearance of Boba Fett. So, so last week I recorded an episode uh, that you weren't able to come to, but with my friend Craig, and uh-huh. he had mentioned, um, he had mentioned he's he's been going through our podcast, and he's like a hundred episodes in or something he's like, like Why that. Don't you guys like anything? <laughs> no, no, it's not so much that it was. This is really funny. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I know where it's going to end up. We're going to be on Star Wars, Star Trek, or Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Craig, you are right. You yeah, are right. You're we did it again. Right. We I do it almost know. every time. It's, it's the only thing to compare it to that a lot of people can look at and go, yeah. oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Star Trek. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, Doctor Who. There's enough people that would watch this that would go, oh, yeah, I get that. I get that yeah. reference. Yeah. <laughs> we always have a reference in there. But I'll give my final <laughs> thoughts on this. If you're going to go watch a classic, iconic movie um, and want to see a slice of life in the 70s New York, yeah. there you go. Um, Saturday Night Fever. Love it. Um, it's a different movie. You see yeah. this, you watch the trailer, you don't understand what you're about to get into. This is a dark drama right. with great music, great cinematography. I just it's just cool, man. How could you not like this? It's a good movie. And and b- before we cut off, I just want to mention one of my favorite spoofs on this movie. The opening scene where John Travolta is walking. He did a Saturday night live bit where he's walking and the camera's on his feet and the music's playing, you know, you know, the way I walk Mm -hmm. and the whole thing. And every time he would stop, the music would stop. The camera would pan up to John Travolta asking somebody for directions. He's like, Hey, I don't, not sure where the stage is. Uh, Oh yeah. John, (laughs) just go down this way. He'd start walking. The camera would pan down to his feet again. The music would walk up. He'd stop. The music would pan up. He'd start talking to somebody. And this goes on like for, probably a good three to four minutes if i remember correctly and i was crying laughing so hard watching it because it was like john travolta what way to go man your your iconic movie opening and that's what you do with it good for you i appreciate it good that's awesome that's awesome yeah 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 good watch this movie it's good i like it for different reasons there's nobody likable in it until the very end in my opinion except the guy who owns the paint store yeah, yeah and the little sister little sister is very likable um the brother who quits being the priest is kind of likable but you don't see enough of him to really decide whether you like him or not we're not supposed um, to like any of these people and does no. it, it's one of those that don't really matter you know a lot of times you do go into a movie and you find people that you can click with and identify yeah. with and that really 
I, I identify with seeing some of these people, but I, you know, it's nobody. It's like, oh man, that's an awesome dude. Or that's a cool cat. Now, John Travolta looked cool. He had so much swagger, the suits, the, I mean, the, the moves it's dude. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good, uh, week. It was about a week, maybe a month slice of life. Blue collar. Yeah. One thing I will say to our listeners, if you go back and watch this, pay close attention to everything. There is so much going on in the background of this movie that I am probably going to be finding stuff for a while. It's because you can see things going on. And if you watch the characters, their eyes are going to these places and it's like, wow. So uh, what is it's, you feel like you're in the club. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good take on it. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background. There's a lot. There's a lot. Makes you feel like you're there. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> while there's nobody to like, there's a lot of people to feel sorry for. Oh, yeah. You feel sorry <laughs> Oh, my God. That poor girl. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we won't even go into that. that no, we're not going kid. to. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, this is a rough movie. Um, yeah, it so. is very rough all right folks i guess that's it you hit the like hit the share hit the subscribe yes uh and look us up wherever you find your podcast or your videos on youtube rumble um and wherever you tune in thanks again for watching we've got more music movies and we will return to star trek shortly shortly because thanks again (laughs) (laughs) 